The following episode was recorded live on YouTube. Check out our website at messagecenter.show for all of our episodes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 267 of the 365 Message Center Show. My name is Daniel Glenn, and I am one of your hosts, but the other host over there is... Oh, um, this is Daryl as a service Webster. Yeah, mm. uh, I always like to slip in the middle name. Um, yeah, I, again, I've got to talk to your parents about that, because I, I just, to name you that, it just seems weird. Hello, this and this is our last episode of 2022. So we will be taking a couple weeks break and then coming back at you with some wonderful updates and some news and events. It's going to be fantastic. But uh, we are here to celebrate uh, what is uh, the end of 2022 for the show, uh, as well as cover some interesting updates uh, this week as well. Of course, we pause at the beginning of every episode and say, please give us a thumbs up on this video right now. If you're listening or watching in YouTube, if you're listening uh, on the audio podcast, please give us a share, give us a star, five star rating. So that helps other people find our podcast and find us so that we can grow our community and not just Daryl and I's community, your community. Uh, and, and people helping each other uh, be able to adapt to the change that is happening in 365. So give us a, a share as well on the socials. We are 365MCS on all the socials that matter. So uh, welcome everyone. We have some, some uh, awesome people that are watching live and chatting in the chat room. Glad to have you with us. Daryl, how are you doing, sir? Uh, it's uh, uh, the last week before Christmas. Everything is happening, um, and it's an interesting mix of relaxed, but not um, excitement. Can I mm -hmm. say that? Like, there's just okay. stuff that we've got to prepare for that period of time where everyone wants to do their projects. But we also know that at the end of this week, it's uh, well, it's end of the year. Holidays. You know, it's end of the we have calendar. holidays, summer holidays here. Yeah, and well, you have summer holidays. Uh, Hanukkah just started. I mean, we've got all this stuff that's going on. That um, and then end of the calendar year. It, it just lots of things going on. Um, and I agree with you. It's it's a weird time for work, um, mm. for sure. So, um, let's just jump into it, shall we? We'll cover Slightly. some uh, some things at the very end of the show about, you know, just recapping and as far as where we're going to go in the in a new year. But let's let's hit the messages. Okay. Why the people people's came? Why the people came? Because because they wanted to know about this stuff. All right, it's all yours, Daniel. Um, oh. tell us all about three things happening with bookings. Yeah, we're gonna. We've got three updates for bookings uh, to cover. So first up is Microsoft Bookings Custom Domain Support, MC485090. And this is kind of what it sounds like. It is the ability to support a custom domain for when you're creating those booking pages. You can create it with the domain that you have assigned as a user. 
so that it can be accessed that way. And, and I think this would be great for organizations that are having uh, multiple. Well, it'd be great to just make sure that you have your your own custom domain being used. Right. Mm. Uh, most organizations don't use that on Microsoft.com as their main email address. So why not use your normal domain that you're using for this? But also for those that if you have more than one custom domain um, in like my organization does, then you would be able to uh, associate so that you're not having confusion for those that are going to that site. What what is this? What is this URL? Etc. Mm. So this uh, is a update that is available right now surprise uh custom domain support is now available to all tenants worldwide worldwide so uh be sure you can uh you check this out to to be able to use this um in your tenant daryl do you use bookings i have looked at it um i'm actually using calendly another service because i want to combine calendars across tenants but if mm. i was just in one tenant then I'd, I'd be using bookings and i'd certainly make use of a custom domain for sure mm. um so this is number one yep number oh did you two. say that it's oh, also sorry. available for specific users oh it is available for specific users so again you'll be able to you know change and say for this specific user use this domain etc so mm. uh it is customizable in that way as well which so good makes for it tenants very helpful mm -hmm. that have multiple, multiple. domains right. and multiple orgs in there yeah so okay. you could have like uh you know if you have multiple uh organizations like um subsidiaries and that kind of thing it would most be most helpful hmm. all right and that, so that's the first one uh, Microsoft bookings. Now the next couple are not as exciting, but may have some impact. Microsoft yep. bookings, mobile apps will not be available on Google play store or Apple app store from January 31st of 2023. Uh, this is again, very good title because it basically they're saying they're removing Microsoft bookings from mobile access. Uh, I don't know of any other mobile store. They're removing it from Google and Apple. I think the Windows mobile store is, is no longer a thing, right? Um, mm -hmm. So uh, this is, they're basically removing access for a, a mobile app. Now they are saying, hey, if you haven't installed already, then we won't remove it, right? That's, they're not going to remove it from your device. However, I'm pretty sure the app stores, when you try to use the like if it especially if you offload like i have my mm -hmm. phone it offloads apps uh, when yep. they're not used for a while if you don't use it then it offloads it and you go back and say i want to use it again after this date it'll say it's not there anymore sorry we can't download it for you yeah. uh, so just know that you know you're you're there's not going to be any updates to the app and so it'll probably be pulled off your phone eventually anyway so just be prepared. If this is something you use or some people in your organization use, make sure that you notify them and, and um, publicize this change. Well, Again, Daniel, January how, do, 31st. how do people continue to use bookings from their mobile device? Well, they're going to be using it, um, I think, from the web interface um, from your mobile device. That's the way I would do it. Mm -hmm. Well. Oh, it seems like it's an app on Teams as well, but I don't it think is. I've seen it as, is it an app on mobile? Not sure. Yeah, it is a, it is app um, on Teams. You can use it there, but uh, you, you can use it on the web as well. Yeah. 
pretty sure. Yeah, the Outlook web client on mobile is pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Speaking of, of web, Microsoft Booking's old web version will be retired on, this is a familiar date, January 31st, <laughs> 2023. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Bookings, then you probably don't know. There was a new version uh, released of Bookings uh, that were, was launched, I guess it was, was it this year or last year? Um, so they're just saying we're not going to use the old version anymore. I have a feeling that the mobile app was probably tied to the old web site, and that's why both of them are happening at the same time. I'm just guessing uh, that that's what's happening. Not totally sure, but the uh, anyway. So can't you won't be able to use the old version. The new version is the way to go. We've already mentioned how you can use that in Teams app and Outlook, and and you can go to. Um, Go to bookings through the app launcher and when you're logged in to Microsoft 365. So mm-hmm. that is, again, January 31st. My 25th wedding anniversary. Oh, well, nice. I hope yeah. you make it. I won't be using bookings to book anything <laughs> for that event. Daryl, uh, yes. I want to know when things are rolling out for my organization can you tell me all. how to do that? <laughs> Roadmap, message center. But come on, when's it going to arrive? Right. Um, well, I mean, they can be quite specific sometimes, can't they? So feature releases for organization in message center MC48549. Um, you might have noticed occasionally when you took a close look at when we show our messages that certain things are popping up and... We try not to draw too much attention to it until um, the team is ready to announce it. Well, here it is, this feature release status. Um, In fact, we've got an example of it right here. It's launched. So get Inceptionist with me um, that we have this new label called Status for Your Org. And it shows that this feature is launched because it's there. Love it. There. yeah, so summarizing, we see it We see it in action, um, and I love the way that they say this, with hundreds of new and updated features. Hang on. With hundreds of, of new and updated features, announcements in Microsoft 365, it can be challenging to track when the feature change or change is available in your tenant. I was trying to put on my, like, 1940s, 1930s news Indeed. announcer voice. That was, yeah. that was interesting. All right. Good job. Probably, probably loud, too. Um but you know glance through you're going to have three statuses scheduled rolling out and launched which is probably about as accurate as they can be to a tenant level um scheduled we're going to i wonder if this is going to do away with some of the messages that kind of repeat themselves you know where we get another message that comes out and here it comes again hey it's launched yeah let's actually just repeat repeat just reuse the 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 message Mm -hmm. um so yeah scheduled the feature is planned for release but not available for the applicable users in your organization rolling out uh, beginning to roll out to some applicable users and launched is available to all applicable users applicable users again um some features are released at the organization level Mm -hmm. some at the the user level uh and Oh, I can still remember certain situations where things are appearing for some users but not for others, and it make things a bit tricky. But this tool might help, or this feature might help, 
Um, if we have a look quickly at our, I will say the teams. Here. The teams team is really has been good about getting that information in there. So uh, mm -hmm. a lot of the ones that have that status are teams messages. Yeah, yeah. And so in this screenshot, we know that it's a made up one because I, I, unless I missed the message about Laura Mipsum, um, but <laughs> it's rolling out, uh, launched and scheduled. Um, Indeed. Nice to see, but that's about all I've got to say about that. It's just a, a nice feature for us who mm -hmm. keep a watch of the. Oh, oh, you can actually filter based on those mm -hmm. three, right? So that's good too. Let's have a quick look at what is scheduled or what's currently rolling out, so you can mm -hmm. be aware of what's landing on people's desktops or their mm -hmm. M three six five experience. Um, release status will only be available for generally available new and updated features that are also announced in the public roadmap. If you do not see release status in your message, it means the release status is not available for that feature. Interesting. Mm -hmm. But enough of that. Um, Daniel, tell us about SharePoint search. What did you discover? <laughs> Announcing SharePoint sites coverage in search usage analytics. MC485625. This is just as it says, taking SharePoint sites. So both modern and classic sites, and there's actually a listing of those sites that it's including, but it's so it's you know, communication and team sites on the modern side. As um, and then hub sites, uh, it's not different. It's just a, a a designation, right? It's not a site template thing for hub sites, but it does have the uh, search context, uh, meaning scoped to hub sites when you designate a site as a hub. So, <clears throat> and then the classic ones as well. I think that, so this is bringing in those search uh, analytics into the usage analytics for Microsoft Search, all right? So this is, um, for me, a little bit of an eye-opening experience. I'll go ahead and admit, I already thought it was included. So, um, you know, there you go. It's not, though. And so when you go and look at that, you know, query analytics, you know, those spots in the search intelligence uh, page in the admin center for Microsoft 365 Admin Center, SharePoint results are not included. Uh, mm. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they aren't. Uh, apparently, but they will be. So rollout has already begun and is supposed to be completed globally by the end of this month, which, you know, we've got about a week and a half to go-ish. So that will be included. But basically when you go to the results, and Daryl's kind of showing on the screen here for those yeah, on the video, larger. you can do the uh, filtering. And so when you go to and pull that up, um, it is, you can look at search application and when you click on search application, it will provide the filter for you. And right now, and I think Daryl's looking at the usage overview, it includes Bing, which is, you know, Bing for business when you do a search and uh, office, office.com, and then the SharePoint start page, but excluded here, the things you can search uh, and get those analytics is SharePoint. When I do a search in SharePoint, getting those results, I already thought it was included, but it's not. I, it's my bad, my mistake.
but it will be included uh, starting hopefully by the end of this month. It is not in my tenant yet. I was going to demo it, but it's not in my um, demo tenant yet. So I, this is great news uh, for us uh, going forward, going forward <laughs> to be able to see, because this is where that, where you would find the information about, Hey, when people do a search and don't find their content, uh, when people do, uh, what are people searching for? So I can create bookmarks, you know, for those most common searched for things. So this is, this is great moving forward, um, to be able to, to get that content. Hmm. Daryl, did, did, did you know this was not there yet? Or am I the only one? Or uh, no, I, I'm not in often uh, in looking at search results. But if I was a search admin and I wanted to optimize my search, I would have wanted <laughs> a wider scope of results to be making those decisions from. Uh, I think that a lot of search happens where you are. So if you're already on a site, then you're going to search and try and find something and it's nicely scoped to where you are, mm -hmm. especially that hub site advantage. Mm -hmm. um, it is a surprise that it was not already there. Well, you know what you should do? Uh, once. Well, what I would have done is I would have jumped into my chat with my yep. fellow uh, ad admins for the internet and I would have mm. mentioned everyone and let them wow. know that uh, this was this was the case. You Okay. I mean, if you've got a group chat going with admins, that that's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm probably helpful um and that very nicely smoothly into this next message teams microsoft teams mention everyone in chat our headline for this episode mention everyone but do you really want to um first of all daniel uh group chats how do they operate um you chat with a yep. group with a group of people yeah <laughs> And <laughs> this is, you know, the one-to-one -one chats, you know, when you go to chat the yep. app in teams, you, yep. um, and you chat and you add people to that chat and you have group exactly. chats. Yep. Or so chats. let's say we have 30 admins and mm -hmm. we've got a, a nice group chat going and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a bit like in a meeting, what happens? We've got people chatting and then we've got side chats and then we've got, um, smart Alex like you and I who drop in and try and be funny with lots of puns. Um, but it's all in one thread in a group. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we can reply, which is there's more no, like a, when you say side chats, there's not really in a side place. It's all exactly. everyone seeing it. Yep. Yep. It's all interleaved. And the best you can do is quote someone and say, I'm responding to this, which is helpful. Um, but what I find with some of these chats and I'm, you know, I belong to a few of them is that they can either go deeper into a certain thing that two or three people are interested in, um, and I'm just an observer, and I don't want all the notifications, so I mute the group chat. Makes sense, because I don't want my pocket buzzing every every two seconds when someone writes a response on a on a hot topic. Um, and in doing that, uh, it means that I quieten that group chat. Now, if I mention Daniel in that chat, then he gets the notification even if he's muted because I'm talking to you, Daniel. Do you want to listen? The at everyone will be useful for, let's say you've got that group chat going and then you might say, okay, okay, everyone, I want to get you get your final actions in, your final votes or whatever, uh, and everyone will get that notification in the group chat whether it's muted or not. 
Um, that's what I think the purpose of it's for. Would I use it? Um, maybe. Sometimes it's that question of, are we using a group chat that should have been a channel message? Or maybe even should have been an email. Mm -hmm. Email? What? Are you? <laughs> yep, I said it. Oh my I goodness. said it. <laughs> um, maybe, but I think it's also a way, and you talked about it before, you're having a group chat. Maybe there's a thread that's happening that doesn't mm. involve others, and it's just a way of bringing everyone back, right? Yeah. It, maybe you're having, there's five or six of you having a chat. Two of you start having a discussion about something that, that really doesn't involve the other three or four. But mm. now you're posting and you want everyone to, haha, see everyone. You want everyone to come back into it. You can at mention. So I think it's just a kind of centering. It's a, it's a way of centering back um, everyone into it. I, I feel like, um, could this be abused? Yes. But, <laughs> you know, you, you're already going to be getting you know the notifications that you're getting new messages in those chats this is just a way of you know highlighting it hey you've been mentioned um so we'll see mm -hmm. reply all for teams says phil yeah. potentially <laughs> use yeah. with uh great uh caution and responsibility mm. i mean yeah. there isn't that i mean is there a concept of the chat group owner i forget you know, maybe only owners should be able to add mention everyone. But yeah. it's there, and it could be useful for fringe situations. I, uh, I think, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I agree with fringe. I think it's going to be useful. It's, I mean, if you're having a chat with more than just, like, two people, mm -hmm. I think it's going to be a whole lot more useful. Uh, and there's there are reasons why you would want to have a conversation especially for larger organizations where maybe you, there's not a team that applies to this mm. right and but you're going to need to ping uh, certain people about something that's going on or yep. or whatever i i think it's going to be a little more useful than just just occasional that's just my opinion though i don't know i don't know how much my opinion matters but well it's mad at all of the easiest daniel as my co-host, I value your opinion. <laughs> um, moving on to the next message. Um, we need to pause and take a breath on mm. something here. Pausing the briefing emails from Microsoft Viva, MC486289. So beginning uh, very soon. So this will be no later than January 15th. They'll start pausing these emails. So, th and we've talked about these on the show before. Some find it not useful. Uh, others find it useful sometimes. Others find it a lot useful. I, I actually find it useful. And, but, you know, I get it that others don't. These, these briefings, these daily emails of, hey, this is what's coming up in your day. Uh, here's a meeting. Maybe these these documents are important for this meeting. Um, you know, take a look at what's going on. So these, they're pausing these uh, and they're wanting to let everybody know they're just not gonna happen anymore for, for now. And so they've got the uh, information here. They've got some great links on information about the email and the functionality, but um, 
really it's if you use this and you're this is part of your flow of work then maybe you're going to need to do some changes to the way mm. you work because they're not coming anymore so they have some suggestions on the viva insights outlook add-in or the app in teams uh, for viva insights to get some of that information i, I think this is interesting i don't know what the the long-term plan is if this is a ultimately getting rid of these or if it's just pausing it for now i i, I it seems like i'm just seeing indications that this they're getting rid of them we'll see what the future holds um, well we're taking time to improve on the content yep um so maybe it's accuracy it's like know. you know how we had that other talk and we'll probably do a deep dive or some side discussion on this but this trend of feeds which is kind of leading into our next message that the briefing email is another type of feed it depends on mm -hmm. an algorithm for picking out what it thinks is important to you mm -hmm. and it's nice as a nudge and a reminder but um well is it is it picking out the right stuff right okay that's a valid question is it picking out the stuff that's important but i feel like we there's so much uh, content or services that we have to go to you know mm. and go and grab information that having information sent to me is very helpful yeah right agree and just for this one to get these insights now you're going to have to go to viva insights to to get the information so mm. I, i've got yet another destination i have to go to to figure out what's going on in my day blah 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 so i don't know uh I, there's it's i think there's some of this functionality is very valuable for some mm. and i think it could be valuable for others but let's make it relevant like yep. you're saying and then we'll talk a little bit more about feeds here in a, in a bit uh on the next message but Make it relevant and make it something that is important enough to be received via email. Um, I also wondering if, you know, this is, I have no other knowledge. I'm just guessing here that maybe a really good percentage of people turned this off and they're like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> we're, you know, it's not being used by a, a certain percentage of people. So maybe we need to take a, another look at this, but I'm just guessing. That's a good signal to listen to. Indeed. I agree. <laughs> yep. Um, well, uh, yeah, keeping with that theme of feeds and mm. com information coming to us, our final message is the Microsoft feed, Microsoft 365 feed, MC487016. Where do you think we would find the Microsoft feed in Microsoft 365? Daniel, before I scroll down and give the answer, yes. where do you think you would find it? Well, there's so many feeds. Uh, where mm. would I find a feed in Microsoft 365? Uh, maybe in the in the app launcher, maybe or the app something? launcher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's scroll down and have a look at the picture to start with. I like pretty pictures, mm -hmm. don't you? Pictures. Yeah. Okay. So we have. Uh, oh, look! There it is. It's in the office.com page, which will be renamed to Microsoft365.com page. Uh, we have a My Feed alongside the Common Apps, the My Content, and the Create button. 
and in that feed we have examples of what might be delivered in that feed which we'll just briefly talk about here now we know this is a render uh, a picture of what could be possible um, it's laid out as you said Daniel it kind of feels like going into Yammer for example or a feed with a sidebar and it's picking stuff out what do you think about what it is presenting here as possible feed items well, first of all, uh, one thing you mentioned about Office and renaming the Microsoft 365, that's already been rolled out. So it's yeah. very interesting. So keep that in mind because this screenshot shows Office in the top left. Well, that means the screenshot may be a little behind because that's already Microsoft 365. Yep. Um, so what we're seeing here in this feed is a file, right? Uh, and updated yep. this file. The next one is your meeting is coming up. Mm -hmm. And it has, you know, that, that Teams meeting experience with a join button with documents that I'm guessing are just attached to the meeting. Um, wouldn't it be great if that was insights there as well? But anyway, I digress. Um, and then the next one totally confuses me. Yep. Um, we'll get to that in a second. And then the last is sending automatic replies. So these are people that are maybe connected to me of some sort or is this everyone in my company oh, yeah. or is this my reports or my people in my in my reporting structure mm. i don't know who we have no explanation that's my biggest problem with this is no explanation mm. as to where this stuff is coming from and, and then yeah. so the one right above that that says you said to serena davis and three others yep well it has a chat icon over the person on the left so is this a Teams chat? But then there's a envelope that looks like an email envelope right next to the subject of re-meeting follow-up. So is this an email that was sent? I, mm. And what what is it? I don't know. What are we supposed to do with this? It, it says you said it. Yeah. Okay, so why would I reply to me saying it? Maybe... <laughs> Maybe maybe this screenshot is just, you know, it's just it's we shouldn't read too much into it. But that's the problem is that we don't have information as to yeah, what's feeding this, right Daryl? Yeah, yeah. So we'll go we'll go back to the message and I think this is worth a side discussion, maybe a, a little video discussion in depth, but um yeah, like like Phil said here, how many feeds do we need? Um Everyone wants, and every product group wants you to start their day in their product. Uh, and here's another place where that might be aggregated. We do see feeds across all kinds of places. Uh, and I, to answer both your questions, do we know if it connects to Viva Connections? I don't think so. Like, I know that Viva Connections has different sources, but um, we don't see it widely expanding here. And the question is kind of raised, and, and Daniel was saying this yesterday, do we, we should if we're going to have a feed like this that aggregates signals that we should be probably giving our attention to like a some kind of language in a message or an email that says I'm committing to some kind of task that feed should be consistent from wherever we are um, and perhaps that should be Viva Connections too but it's um yeah there is not really a lot there to say what's going to be in this feed it will be accessible on the left navigation show a mix of relevant content to discover and learn about people and their interests in relevant work. 
Uh, I think that, you know, we've seen a picture of what it will kind of look like at launch and that it will improve over time uh, based on those signals. But if we oh. pair that up with our previous message, Viva Insights and Viva Briefing Email is getting signals and it's delivering up things that people haven't, some have found useful, but most haven't maybe, that these teams have to get together and talk about what signals are, are good yeah. and how to collaboratively improve the algorithm to deliver relevant yeah. stuff. I think it would be nice if um, this was the Viva Engage like um, storyline or something. Right. Uh, you know, combined with that, right? You have a one place to go, you see your storyline, mm. you give access to stories that people have posted, but you also see this. Why is it that for me to be seeing what's going on in the organization, I have to go into all these different places? Wouldn't it be yeah. great to just have one place? Um, I think so that's you're what right. this is supposed to be. I, I think it is, but you're right. This is this doesn't look like the, you know, the Viva Engage people were involved with this, right? Uh, mm. Maybe, maybe that's a feed. Maybe I reckon we're going to see stories in no there idea. at some point. I would, well, because I just mentioned it. Absolutely, it's going to. Yeah, be. yeah. I mean, they're listening. <laughs> they're listening. Thank you, Dan Holm. Thank you, uh, Mike Holsty. Yeah, take it on, uh, yeah. and we'll have our little artist's signature in the bottom mm -hmm. there. Of course, that mm -hmm. that will be wiped out by the AI that recreates the picture. <laughs> no, no, but I, think, I, I, I just it, it's a valid yeah. question. We have so many feeds. What are what is going into those feeds? Uh, what do we get out of it? Where can we access it? Um, mm. I think I'd just like a better story, right? Yep, very nice. Well, uh, we'll we'll finish on that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, finish to say that um, thank you for all your interactions throughout the year, for the valuable chat, for the people that followed us from one channel to another and helped us rebuild. Um, it was slowly rebuilding. I think we've got um, another 38 people that have joined us over the last month, which is great. Um, but it has been a, a good year and a, another good year to deliver the messages with my buddy Daniel. Um, and... Thank you for being part of that, that journey this year. We're looking forward to yeah. restarting again uh, week beginning January 9th. Something like that. And yeah, uh, be looking forward to, you know, messages for us, you know, talking about that. Please, you know, uh, please go ahead and share a link to this out on socials, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, and just say, hey, you know, I watched this or I, I listened to this podcast. Um, you should too. Make sure you tag us at 365MCS and we'll amplify you as well. Uh, that way we can, um, you know, get more people involved, get more voices. And uh, frankly, we can get more guests as well uh, if we have more of you hanging out and saying hi. So make sure you please do share and give us uh, um, give the thumbs up and everything. And on. But we are very grateful for everyone that has watched and listened over the over the year um, it's, there's a lot and really appreciate you spending, you know, this half hour or so with us every week really do. I uh, appreciate you, uh, and, and what you mean for the community. So thank you so much. Okay. So, until um, next year, have a safe one uh, enjoy the time you have with family and friends. Uh, for those of you enjoying summer, really enjoy it. For those of you in winter, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
we'll we'll have that discussion halfway through the year next yeah. year. <laughs> See you again, everyone. Bye-bye.